0: We've got bad news for Jeremy Reeves. However, Sam Cosme and Chase Young are showing signs of dominance, and it's your first ever stoner power rankings here for week six on your 10 October Daily Commander's Update. Let's go. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Ref the District's Daily Commanders Update for 10 October. I'm Nathan Perry here on the Believe Network, and we have some bad news to share for all-pro Jeremy Reeves, as it was determined that he has a partially torn ACL. Reeves is going to be gathering more medical opinions uh, and then tries to make a decision on the immediate future. The commanders here, this from Mike uh, Garofalo, as far as the information is concerned. The commanders, of course, have uh, said that they're hopeful that he'll be back. He's going to be missing at least four weeks. It is going to be interesting to see this timeline for Jeremy Reeves as they only signed him to a one-year contract this year, which means this could have been the last time we'll see Jeremy Reeves in Burgundy and Gold depending on how this season goes and who the coaching staff next year is, because you tend to not want to sign, you know, even all pro players, all pro special team players. You know, I think back to Lorenzo Alexander and how he was a special teams ace and found his way in Buffalo. And that might be Jeremy Reeves story next year. We'll see. Hopefully it's not too bad and maybe we'll get to see Revo one more time here in the Burgundy and Gold with Washington potentially pushing for a playoff spot. That's all in the future, however. With Jeremy Reeves and Derek Forrest both being out, there's been some roster moves being made. Those two were put on IR officially today and signed to the 53 by both Ben Standig and Nikki J here was Terrell Burgess and Dijon Scuda Harris, a linebacker, moved to the active roster. Filling their void in the practice squad was Josh Kalu and Sean Chandler uh, to go with defensive end Joshua Pryor. Interesting note on the, the Scuda one there as Dijon Harris, you know, obviously linebacker, Linebacker play has not been all that great for Washington, but a lot of people expected Jabril Cox to be the one who would make the move to the 53. Now, Washington doesn't employ a lot of linebackers, and they don't put a lot of them even on the field, not alone on their 53. So it's going to be interesting to see where Washington moves forward with this. Maybe we're going to see more traditional 4-3 defense instead of the 4-2-5 or um, you know, the 5-1-5 as we've seen a lot of. Washington hasn't been strong against the run and you just you know, need to do something. So we'll see where Deshaun Harris comes in, if he gets more snaps than Mayo or if Kalike uh, Hudson will get some snaps. We'll see what the route there is. But it was interesting to see that Harris was the linebacker, moved up to the active roster instead of Drabil Cox kind of really speaks to the talent in the locker room right there. Uh, not in Washington roster moves, but in the Atlanta Falcons roster moves, it's going to be Van Jefferson joining the Falcons as the Falcons agreed to trade the for the Rams wide receiver. And this is according to Ian Rapoport. The Deal is going to be finalized before the game. Now, it's interesting whether or not this will make an impact. Wide receiver, maybe you just have him go on some go routes or find the empty holes, but he's going to still be learning the offense, of course, if he's just traded, even if he shows up tomorrow on Wednesday, what he'll be able to pull in and how much of them we'll see. Van Jefferson, of course, has had some success in this league. He's not a world breaker, but does give – Atlanta a threat on offense, at least opposite of the two talented young wide you know receivers that they have, one a tight end, of course, uh, the other one, Drake London wide receiver. So it'll be something they, of course, want to spread out the field, give Bashan Robinson some room to run as he's really their core threat there. So Van Jefferson joining the Atlanta Falcons. Moving into some of the stats for this uh, early week here, Zach Selby wrote an article on Commanders.com noting that Sam Howell is currently 6th in passing yards, 12th in completion percentage. Those are fairly good numbers for a first-year starter to be doing. And as Zach notes, it is encouraging for his development, but the way he's getting there cannot continue. So the article goes into... How the defense has kind of been getting Washington in these spots where they are playing from behind. That's kind of a a core tenet that's been here in the early seasons of the Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio is the defense giving up some points and the offense playing catch up. Now, I noted that last week against the Bears, when there was a 10 point or less game, Washington's often struggled, but Sam Howell has been able to come alive when things get moving a little bit. Now, the article, Ron Rivera, and I will all agree, you cannot continue having Sam Howell throw 51 passes in a row. That's just not a recipe for success. We'll see how much the commanders decide to change their game plan around the you know, if whether or not they're going to continue passing as Eric me is known, or whether or not we're going to see more of our B-rob, Brian Robinson getting a little bit more carries as he's been doing very well, especially when he gets to run behind one Sam Cosme. Of course, Sam Cosme also responsible for protecting Sam Howell. In fact, he has the most pass-blocking snaps in the NFL without a sack this season 234 that's from pff washington on twitter there and we're just going to go right into those pff offense scores for you uh, you'll see cosme in the green with a 73 leno i know much maligned at 74.2 18th best tackle in the uh pff grading here Uh, Good scores pretty much all the way around for an offense that has been struggling a little bit. You'll note Gibson is the running back again listed here. So the way that the lineup is determined is who's getting the most snaps. Brian Robinson only saw six runs last week, so he is back on the back burner. Uh, But I'll tell you what, he is doing great. 70.1 is his overall rating, 21st out of 53 running backs in there. So kind of a little bit mid there, but a decent score with the 70. What is the reason why he's not seeing more play is, of course, because Washington is behind and going to more of a pass blocking look. And Brian Robinson's pass blocking is horrendous. It is in the 30s. Antonio Gibson a much better pass blocker at this stage of his career so if Brian Robinson can pick up on those blitzes and the pass blocking we'll start to see him a little bit more we've seen him a little bit out in receiving side not as much as we're going to see Antonio Gibson but that is Antonio Gibson a former wide receiver playing in space compared to Brian Robinson who even at Alabama was not known as a pass catcher. The defensive side of the ball has its own monster, and that is Chase Young, who despite missing a game this season, according to Steve Palaloza, I'm just going to stop trying to say that name, Steve P, PFF Steve here, most pressures in the NFL to date right now, Aiden Hutchinson leads back with 35, and Chase Young at 27. The people above him, though, are the ones that... We're very familiar with, because we compare these to Chase Young all the time. TJ Watt, Max Crosby, Nick Bosa, Micah Parsons. Uh, Chase Young tied with Bosa, Crosby, and Watt, and only two behind Parsons. And again, I'll note that Chase Young has missed a game. There's a sentiment that has been going around the commander sphere Lately, that this defense is better without Chase Young. That is patently false. That is just not the case, even at the bare minimum of this discussion, is if you were to look at points per game, in which with Chase Chase Young, they've allowed 24.6 points per game. Without him, they've allowed 25.9, nearly 27 points per game. And there's very similar numbers. When it comes to that, I get that it's not exactly like he's just absolutely, you know, controlling games here. This defense is decidedly better with him, but people are coming out and trying to say that it's decidedly worse with him. That he's freelancing too much. That he's just not playing in his lanes and all this other garbly gook malarkey. And it's just not false. What he has been doing is he's been absolutely wreaking havoc. He's been the sole person on that defensive line who seems to try to get Washington back in games. If you watch the Thursday night game against the Bears, Chase Young in that second half was the difference maker on defense. So do not come at me with Chase Young makes this defense worse. Move into our PFF grades here uh, for the defense. Uh, Chase, doing great here. 72.1. He's ranked 38th out of 114. Obviously, not nearly as high as we would like the second overall pick to be. The generational talent, but he's doing really well there. Sweat just slightly ahead of him at the 33rd best. Ridgeway, not uh, doing as well this year, but it's that linebacker position that continues to be a nightmare for Washington. Barton at 37.8. This is why we're going to see probably some of Deshaun Harris. This is why we're going to start seeing some more of them. Who are you going to take there uh, against Bashawn Robinson and Cody Barton? Sean Robinson's going to feast on Sunday if the linebacker group can't do any better. Of course, Jamin Davis doing you know just fine out there, but he's not the middle linebacker. Cody Barton is, and Cody Barton's been struggling mightily for Washington. And you're going to have a huge mess on your hands if he continues to play that way. So maybe that is what the defense can change. As we've heard, Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera have talked and think that there are things that they can adjust to make this defense better. Well, it's going to need to be because in Stoner's initial ranking this year for this season in his power rankings, he has Washington listed at 25. Uh, Some interesting notes here. Of course, Dallas is last. That's not the least bit bias here on Ref the District. Some surprises with maybe Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay at 10 and 9, respectively. Um, But most of this list seems somewhat in order. If you have any nitpickings, make sure that you hit us up. I'll post this to our YouTube community page, but make sure you hit us up at Ref the District if you have it here. Washington at 25 seems roundabout fair okay the team is two and three it's come it's had two horrible losses one against a super bowl contender in the bills and one against what we thought was the hapless bears so two and three definitely seems fair to put around the 25 mark i probably have them a little bit higher than stoner does there but it really is through five games we're still in this, you know, and JP Finley talked about his concerns on what he thought were through the five games. One is how's intercept or hit and sack rate, the defensive struggle struggles to include lack of takeaways. And then where's, what's the direction? Are we in a rebuild? Are we trying to develop a young QB claw for a seventh seed? And the answer is probably Yes. I think that year four of the rebuild is probably where Ron Rivera would consider us to be. Although you usually expect the Turner bound to be a little bit before then. And then you're usually not developing a young QB uh, in that fourth year as well. What are your concerns? Five games in, I'll tell you the hits and sacks Sam house taken are Absolutely. Number one on my list. And then number two on my list is the defensive struggles four years in a row Washington slow out the gates with the defense this was not supposed to be the year that that was going to happen as you get the likes of Chase Young back you draft two talented defensive backs to add to a group that had performed fairly well last year and you expect to turn things around and that hasn't happened so one and two I agree with JP Finley as far as my third one it's not where the direction is because I think that that's still too early to see where Washington's doing. I think Washington is trying to fight for the playoff spot. The goal is to win games. My biggest concern five games in is Washington as a team still seems disoriented. That's the problem. Maybe that is partly because it's the direction, but how do you play a close game against Philadelphia where you bring them into overtime and then get thrashed by the bills you had a bounce back game in philadelphia after beating beating or being beat by the bills only to turn around and completely be deflated against the bears so that would be my concern is washington not getting off the gates as quickly as they need to, we're coming into a stretch where Washington really needs to win the next two games and give Philadelphia another scare, this time at FedEx Field. So let me know what are your concerns here on Ref the District for the Commanders through five games this season. This has been your Daily Commanders Update for 10 October. I'm Nathan Perry, and until next time, go chase, go, be a fan.